You're listening to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of Legends of Runeterra. This episode is supported by listeners like you. To become a supporter of Legends Cast, visit patreon.com slash legendscast. Let's do this. Hello and welcome to Legends Cast, a podcast about the cards, the meta, and the community of the Legends of Runeterra. My name is Mark or the Lift from outside of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I'm one of your hosts this evening, and with me tonight is the ever faithful and legendary co-host, Dead Broke Nerd. Dead Broke Nerd, how you doing tonight? Doing good, my man. It's uh, it's nice to be back on the regularly scheduled podcasting. Uh, we took last week off, just couldn't quite sync things up, and we were both pretty busy with some really fun stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's it's great to be back, and then I've been like stocking up on things I want to talk about, <laughs> so yes, uh, it feels meant to be. Yeah, I felt like there wasn't a lot to talk about last week, and then and then I so I was like, I I, I want to do something. It's not the end of the world. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a lot more to talk about this week. Like, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it's it, but it isn't because there was a tremendous amount of news this week. It's just because two weeks of Runeterra news is a lot. You could have gone months in other card games, and uh, and really not had much to talk about. But uh, two weeks in Runeterra, man, they're really smacking us in the in the face with the cosmetics this week <laughs> they really are there's just there's there's so much going on and after the event pass i was like that's probably all the cosmetics we'll see for a while nope new <laughs> new my friend we'll talk about that in the news for sure that's that's one of the main that's one of the main features there among another you know another little conversation that we're gonna have uh but uh uh, my week uh hey man i i get to celebrate uh my anniversary this week oh congratulations man that's awesome yeah dude so uh seven years this week seven years my wife and i have been married this week uh Did and you guys so, do something cool uh not I, the house. I worked all day on the anniversary but uh but today we did we went for a hike and uh and went shopping and went to lunch and then we went out to like a nice dinner and uh and we had someone come up and watch the girls pretty much all day um not that i didn't get to sneak in some legends of runeterra between lunch and leaving for dinner (laughs) uh she my wife went upstairs to like uh take care of our youngest and uh she ended up falling asleep on her and so i i was able to snag a little bit of gaming time today in between because you got to get those uh you got to get those six pedals each day um grinding out those six pedals every day to ensure that i well i'm definitely going to get everything in the event pass now for freaking sure uh yeah yeah (laughs) because we got some new quests today that uh as long well i was going to be able to get them all if i did like four to six pedals a day for the rest of the event. Um, but now that the the big, like the new set of quests were released today, I'm, I'm definitely getting everything from the event pass. How about you? How are you doing on the event pass? How's, uh, how's that? Uh, you know, we're, we're getting there. Um, I haven't finished. I'm at like nine of 10 of the quest chain. Okay. Okay. Uh, and I'm logging in about every other day. And getting my pedals, um, so you know it's it's gonna. But I'm like not stressing about it. I, I'm I got I I originally was worried 
oh man, I'm not going to get like anything unless I like try hard this, but it's actually been a lot easier to kind of get some stuff. I've gotten some cool card backs. I got the Gromp. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a cool, whatever. he's really bright. He, I like that one. That's my favorite one in the event pass so far. I really do like the card backs. I was thinking about this, you know, I'm not quite as, there's nothing in this pass that really has me like as jazzed as like, say the Tessel um alternate art um like foil yeah the cards a couple cards. of the foil cards are pretty cool yeah those were always like i would get really amped up and wanting to like win those and stuff like that but um like for like you know arena runs and stuff like that so while there's nothing quite like that that i was thinking about like how much do what are the things that i really like in this game visually that i when i unlock them in the event pass that i really get a lot out of and I really like the concept of emotes, but I don't use them very often, hmm, right? Interesting. Um, I just kind of use the Vlad Cheers emote at the beginning of the game and at the end of the game, and yeah. that's it. <laughs> that's your uh, that's your thing. Okay. That's my that's my thing. I, I've got my thing. I'm sticking to it, you know. And it's kind of like uh, uh, like in Tesla, I would always have the same. I think it was a Nord. And I would say the same, like, hello at the beginning of every game and then the good game at the end of every game. And that's all I'd really do on the emoting side of things, you know? Um, sure. I, you know, in Hearthstone, I didn't emote at all unless it was a good game, you know? Uh, so I'm not really much on the emote spammer, although I really like the way that we do it in here in Legends of Ruterra with the emotes. Those are really fun. I, I enjoy them and I don't get quite as irritated when people spam them on me. Cause at least they're kind of funny, you know, like I kind of giggle and then I, and then I'm like, all right, that's enough out of you. If they start spamming. Them, you know? Sure. Sure. Okay. I love to squelch people. Yeah. I don't auto squelch because I actually in, in Hearthstone and in Tesla, I auto squelched. It was just immediately mm -hmm. like, don't, don't get under my skin right now. Um, but I've actually found that the, the emotes are, not nearly as annoying or frustrating to me until I get more than one right away. Like if I get a whole bunch, I'm like, uh, yeah, you're, you're, you're get you're getting immediately squelched. So I have to get the, uh, the spirit blossom silver wing, which is like the, the super silver, the, like the samurai silver wing. And then they have like the pink yeah. samurai silver wing. So I have to get, I have to get that. I have to get the, the, the last card back. And then the, uh, the, ver the the alternate version of the uh, white fox that you got just for purchasing the pass, um, which is at the end. So I'm, I'm a little over 200 out of 270 petals right now. So oh I'll definitely be able to, you know, wrap that thing up. I really, uh, I really, really, really like the first silver wing that you got um, because I own the Lee Sin card back and the Lee Sin board. And there's not really a great guardian to go with those two things. Um, not, not that I own you is even particularly strong right now because I, I think it's actually super weak. Um, I yeah, think agreed. when Will of Ionia got hit with the nerf hammer, oh my gosh, it like Ionia just just disappeared except for some elusive decks which i won't play um mm -hmm. so it it i've been trying to make lee sin good because i want to use the samurai bird um along with the the board and the card back because i have all of those things for for lee sin he and then that that samurai bird just goes it goes really really well with the lee sin aesthetic i think that's the best combo with the lee sin board lee sin card back is that uh is that version of the the Silverwing Guardian. It's a sharp steel Silverwing is its name. I, I really like it with the board.
Uh, yeah, no, I, I think so too. And I, then we actually have the cosmetics that came out this week that are not um, just the event pass stuff as well. Like they've just been coming out with so much stuff. Yes. Yeah. There, there has been a lot. <laughs> there's, there's definitely, uh, and we're, we'll talk about that because obviously this is kind of their, um, you know, their, their model for all of their games is like, we'll just overwhelm you with the amount of cosmetics that we'll put out. And, and, you know, if you're a whale, you'll buy all of them. You won't have to buy the cards, but you'll own like a bajillion <laughs> different cosmetics. And I, I am finding like uh, it's sort of, it's sort of getting me a little bit. Like I don't want to put any more money into the game. Like I, I threw 50 bones at it. I've spent basically all of that. Like, I think I can afford another, no, I can't even afford an emote. So I, I've spent everything that I really can and can buy a couple of, of uh, wild cards, which I don't need. But I have found that like the, the, some of the stuff that came out today, which we'll talk about a little bit later, it's kind of like, it's kind of getting me. I see how they do it, right? They start releasing cooler and cooler stuff as time goes on. They kind of get you. Yeah. And I mean, I guess I'm not completely, I like, I've never been super swayed by cosmetics in most games i mean there are exceptions and and usually it'll be what it is is usually there'll be one thing that really gets me and i'll get that one thing and i'll be happy it's like for instance um in apex legends which i play pretty semi-regularly like a couple times a week you know for a couple hours with some buds um they dropped a really cool kind of like i guess like aztec themed skin for a character and he wasn't even my favorite character but i was just so enamored with that one particular skin that i went ahead and and like spent some currency on it and it, you know getting the stuff in that game is that's really expensive like it's a it's a definitely a complaint i've had about that game specifically but um no i i was i went ahead and dropped the money on it and i was really happy with it uh and and that's it like i don't feel the need to keep buying i just just found that one thing that really jazzed me and now i'm now i'm into it you know <laughs> yeah 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 you know i i did that with league of legends uh like I, mm -hmm. I i liked playing darius and i love sort of i love viking mythology and things and and that is hyper interesting to me and you know hence my love of Freljord. really like that 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 has a lot to do with my love of Freljord, just to be right. honest with you um and and so because i like that stuff so much i bought like there was like this darius skin where he was like this crazy northlander with a giant axe and i was like oh my gosh that's so cool and so like i yeah. i picked up that skin for him but I, I i never felt the need to spend like ton like i have friends who've spent literally multiple thousand dollars like two grand plus on skins and champs mm. and uh i've never been I've never I that that's never really compelled me right um but in this game what I have found is like when I come up with a new deck like it sort of bugs me if I don't have like the cosmetics to kind of go with it like I want it to match I find myself wanting to play Ionia or Freljord more because I own or Shadow <laughs> Isles or, or like a yeah. combination of those things but like I don't own anything that's like distinctively Demacia except for a card back and like I don't know. Like it, it, it bothers me to like go in with like uh, the the Iceborne Peak board and Bailey and uh, and you know my my Freljord card back and and be playing uh, P 
PNZ Noxus, you know, burn or something. Uh, it's like, yeah. oh man, it just doesn't feel right. But I don't own it. It's the board because that's the biggest cosmetic. I mean, you get a lot of bang for your buck with the board. For I, sure. I think, I think if anything, the board is the thing that I've been most happy with. Mm. Um, like, but you with, bought with, like the digital one, right? So it's not particularly themed. It's arcade themed. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like I said, I really do uh, like, I feel like it's been worth my money. I feel like the boards are really worth my money. The Guardians, I'll say, maybe not quite so much. Um, I found myself not, I think they're cute and they're cut, but like, I don't find myself clicking them a lot. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think I really like the Powder Monkey, if only because I like his little monkey antics when you're like pass and stuff like he'll like do little finger guns at the opponent and stuff it's subtle but like i can get into it but i think like overall i haven't been as um i guess impressed with the guardians in actual play scenarios like i always feel like i'm gonna love it and then i don't love it as much as i thought you know yeah yeah you know i feel like it's it's interesting because like i don't want to ever Put the like the lease in board is so cool, but the lease in board I only ever want to use when I'm playing lease in. Right. Right. Like right. it feels yeah. weird to even play the lease in board with an Ionia deck. Feels weird because I'm not playing lease in in my if I'm not playing lease in in my Ionia deck, I I don't like I want to have him in it like just uh, which I I think I would feel very similar to like the Jinx or the Garen deck. Um, because like they're they're even more so like they're they're very colorful on there, um, and then and then some of the other boards that you know we have they all go with the specific factions. If you're not playing that, it gives you a little bit more room. But if you're not playing that faction, it feels strange. Which I think that the arcade board, the festival shrine, and the the other one that we're going to talk about today that just came out just seem to make a little bit more sense because like they're they are a, they're thematic but they're not necessarily thematic to like a really specific type of deck or a faction or a champion um mm -hmm. which i think makes them a little bit easier to play without feeling weird when you're doing it so m maybe yeah. the arcade was just the best buy ever <laughs> Well, I, I would certainly come out of that looking real smart, wouldn't I? Yeah, I think it, you are. You're the smart one. You bought the best <laughs> board. That's what happened. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't know about that. I don't know about all that. But I will say um, I do prefer, yeah, like those generic boards. I, I will, Although the Bilgewater board, I, that's the thing. Like, I don't mind faction-specific boards, I think, as much. Like, I think I'm cool mm -hmm. with that. Because, like... With the faction-specific boards, you kind of look at it like, well, you know, um, they're pretty uh, useful if you play the faction, and I feel like everyone's going to play every faction at some point if you stick with the game. Sure. So it's like there's really no loss there. Um, yeah, no, I'm... Uh, well, you know, this opening banter had a lot more to do with cosmetics than I thought it was going to. Well, maybe, <laughs> but I, I, all I, I guess all I'll say with that is that like, I don't, I don't mind the faction specific ones, but I think the ones that are more, um, yeah, like character centric, like the Lee Center, the Jinx or Garen, whatever, I can't imagine spending money on those. I just, I just feel like I would only ever want to play it in those situations, which isn't the point. Um, well, I can imagine. So that's why because I'm, I did I'm, it. 
well, <laughs> I, I guess you can. Um, but I, I do like, yeah, like the generic ones. And I will say, like, the new festival one just looks very cool. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I'm loving that one. I think. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, there's some new stuff that, that the, the the new stuff is pretty cool. It's much better than I mean I I like the original festival stuff, but this this the newer stuff is not as pink and I appreciate that. Um yeah. more dark more dark purples than pinks. Um and as is a guy who doesn't love pink with daughters who do love pink, I I'm sure they would love me to own everything pink, but I really don't want to. Um but uh <laughs> but hey, we have a couple of announcements. Uh we have a couple of things to announce. So the first thing is um, it has to do with our monthly hat giveaway. So it should have happened last week, but it did not happen last week because we didn't record last week. So this week we are going to give a hat away to an iTunes uh, review, but we're going to change it up. We, of course, still want people to support the show by leaving us ratings and reviews over on iTunes. We will give you a shout out and read them out. But what we're going to do from this month forward is we're going to change the giving away of the hat um, and once again that's the black uh, snapback but it's like a flexible fit Legends Cast hat it has the golden Legends Cast logo embroidered on the front of it it's really really nice it's a it's like a high end hat it's not a junk hat it's my favorite hat that I own it, I own a lot of hats it is actually my favorite hat that I own as well and I own four hats that I wear but it's my favorite one to wear um, it's the most comfortable and it's the coolest I, I really enjoy it so anyway uh, we're we are now going to start looking at our Patreon page each month, and we are going to choose somebody at random from our Patreon supporters. We've had a few people who have joined to become a Patreon supporter recently, and we do want to encourage people. That is really the best way to support us. And here's the here's the honest truth: it's not like we'll give us money so that you can get a chance to win a hat. Um, it's more like, listen, these folks have seen the most value in uh in what we're doing they've seen value in it in terms of wanting to give value back financially we we don't want to ignore that it feels kind of weird to draw from an itunes review every month and then never give anything away to uh the patreons so we're gonna move the hat giveaway to the patreons shout out to the um the the folks who leave re reviews and we may find something that we can give away to people who leave reviews in the future um but as of right now in the month of august we are going to move over to patreon but we need to announce so let me I, I i decided this month i wrote everybody down that hadn't won a hat so far and there's 12 of you and i happen to have a 12-sided dice here so i'm going to go ahead and roll the dice and go ahead and see who our winner is our winner for the month of July, drum roll, please. That's basically a drum roll, right? That, yeah, I'm not going to drum roll. <laughs> okay. Uh, the, the winner for the month of July is Leviticus Sword. Leviticus Sword. Congratulations. You are the winner of the Legends cast hat. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. That's great. Yes, Leviticus, Leviticus is very, very active in our, our Discord as well. Absolutely. Uh, a chat admin now. Too, yes. So just an awesome member of the community. Uh, so, and, and thanks for all the support. Absolutely. Uh, and for the iTunes review. And actually Levit Leviticus Sword and I went and got, went and got burgers together a couple weeks ago. What? Yeah. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. We went and got, we went and got burgers together. I've been able to hang out so with a couple of people from the community. You don't even have to mail it then. 
No. I, well, I, I don't. I don't know. I, I don't actually know where he lives, but he's not far from me. But no, I can actually meet up with him and give it to him, and I don't have to pay like $6 or $8 to mail the hat, which is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. So Leviticus Sword, the winner um, of this. Actually, I've been able to hang out with some people from the community. Me and DBN the past couple of weeks got a chance to hang out with uh, Templar and uh, and with Gibbles and Bits um, online, yeah. which was which was great. That was a uh, that was a lot of fun hanging out with a couple of the chat admins the past uh, the past couple of weeks, which was which was really oh, yeah. great. That was a yeah. It was, it was I, I had really a blast. Uh, we, we we played like a little RPG uh, game. Tales from the Loop, and yes. uh, yeah, me, Gibbles and Bits, um, uh, and Mark and Templar. Uh, I'm Templar, yeah, and we all just, man, we had a really good time. Yeah. I don't know, I just, I, it's, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Yeah, so I want to encourage you. The people of the Legends Cast Discord are pretty awesome people. So if you can, you can all you know find find ways to hang out with one another uh, outside yeah. of uh, outside of just playing Legends of Runeterra. We have a lot of common interests uh, across I the see, Legends. I, right now, I see two people chilling in the game room voice channel, just just hanging out, doing chatting, maybe playing a casual. Who knows? But uh, yeah, no, it's very cool to see that. So absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, you have a you have a one other announcement too, right, DBN? You want to give a little announcement about what's going on with the Discord League, I believe. Yeah. So I just kind of want to give you guys an update on that because we had not done that recently. Uh, first off, thanks to everyone who participated in the Discord League. Um, we I think it went overall pretty well for our first season. Um, we definitely have changes on the horizon for the second season. You know, I think if you guys remember, we talked about the reasoning we were doing a format a certain way, and we had these goals in mind. Um, and I think in some ways our goals were met. I really liked the atmosphere surrounding, uh, you know, kind of people getting to know each other, playing games, chatting about their games. I think that went really, really well. Um, I think that our format is definitely going to shift, though, uh, with the realities that we've kind of encountered with both running it, uh, managing it, and also just kind of uh, creating a sort of a, a simpler ease of use system. So um, we're going to go ahead and announce uh, for next uh, Discord League, which the details on that will, will trickle out over the next week or two, but uh, we're still wrapping up the championships uh, for this current Discord League, which I'll bring up in a second. But... Um, we're going to shift away from the groups format uh, and over to a just all-around Swiss tournament that is played over several weeks. So each week you'll get a pairing from mm -hmm. the Swiss bracket, and it'll just work just like that. Anyone who's familiar, um, if you win your game, uh, you'll go to a one and zero record, and you'll pair with someone else who's one and zero. If you're you know you lose your first game, you'll be paired with someone who's zero and one. Um, and it'll kind of filter that way. And then we'll basically just at the end of the uh, season, I think we'll probably do five games. Uh, we'll cut to a top eight from there and have those people play in a single elimination bracket. So why are we doing that? Um, the biggest flaw we saw with the current format was uh, running into issues of people dropping from the tournament. And even though not a whole lot of people did drop from the tournament, um, what the problem was is it would skew the groups towards... Um, uh, in a kind of an unfair way for the people that did play those uh, individuals who ended up dropping uh, sure. versus the people who got their buys effectively a free win, um, which isn't really a fun way uh, for the people who did have to play that game and perhaps lost or won 
Um, neither side felt good. It was, hey, that person got a free win. I had to earn mine. Or, hey, I lost to this guy, um, and then he dropped, and now my opponent gets a free win against him. Um, so I think uh, we want to just switch that. So basically the idea being, hey, if you get on your a three-game slide you know, over the first three weeks and you've lost all three of your games, yeah, I mean, realistically, you know you're not going to make the top eight. We would love for you to keep playing down, you know, down at the bottom of the bracket, but if you have to withdraw between weeks, that's okay. It's really not going to mess anyone up. Yeah. Um, if somebody at the near the bottom of the bracket gets a, you know, a buy free win because you decided to concede, maybe that'll push them up into a consideration for the top eight. Um, and, and I think just that's a pretty common thing in in real life tournaments, um, for like Magic or L five R or whatever. Um. And so I think that it's going to be okay. I, it might detract slightly from the community building aspect, but I, I think there's enough people in the Discord who are just generally excited to play a game, um, that uh, and to to make you know match up with people. That I don't think it's going to be a huge problem. People dropping out, and, and who knows? We might sw switch back to the way it was before. But that's the plan for September. Um, I will tell you the format will change for September when it comes to deck building. Um, this time, so let, uh, last time we did it with uh, kind of a system by which you didn't have to like submit your decks. We will likely do that once again. Um, but uh, I think we're probably going to shift uh, the way that the format works, wherein once you queue a deck, um, you uh, play that deck until it's uh, it wins or loses, and then you you don't play it again. So that way we can uh, sort of you know hem in on some of the situations where people were confused. Well, why did my opponent switch decks? You know here and there. So we're we're just gonna stay tuned for that. I think I will also I'm considering, and this is where guys, if you're listening, guys and gals, uh, if you're listening to um, this podcast and you played in last season, what I want is I want and and again i want you to contact me either ping me in the discord channel um with uh kind of feedback on and i want that to be short and sweet but feedback on this season and the deck building and what you liked and didn't like on specifically the deck restriction strategy and what potentially you might like to see now nobody's going to be completely happy um but I just kind of want to see what the interest level is. If most people are interested in a, in a more competitive environment, I still don't think we're going to go completely that route, but that will likely sway my thinking uh, as opposed to me trying to put deck building restrictions in um, that will sort of mitigate people playing top tier meta lists uh, because I know a lot of people voiced um, that they would much rather see more creative deck building formats, which Personally, as a you know Johnny style player, I love the deck building restrictions myself. So I would be much more inclined, you know, to institute something like that for a season, uh, or maybe even shifting each week, you know, with people having to come up with different deck building restrictions each week. The bottom line is, it's still very much in, up in the air, and you guys, as the listeners and as the players, have the ability to help me shape that in a way that's going to be enjoyable. I can tell I you something that no one wants. Hmm. No one wants a month of Singleton. Yeah, no. Uh, for the record, Singleton <laughs> will not be involved in that. Listen, uh, I, I like Singleton, but not 
anymore. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little done with Singleton myself. Uh, but no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot, I have a lot of ideas, guys. Uh, if anyone remembers Bell Wild from the Tesla days, he had just the most awesome uh, tournament yeah. series where he would just come up with these crazy deck building restrictions that were always just so cool to think about. And I remember I never got to play in, in them because I always worked when they were going, but I would often come up with deck lists and post them in his Discord channel for people to steal. I just had so much fun theory crafting lists and stuff like that. Um, and it does seem like there is some interest in having you know more creative uh, sides of things to our tournament series. Absolutely. Um, and since this is a community driven event in the first place, I would I am leaning towards that. But I do want to hear uh, what you guys think if you played in this uh, played in this event. Again, keep it brief um, because I, I'm likely not going to want to have a crazy long conversations. I, I would do a survey if I could do that efficiently, and maybe I'll maybe I'll work on that. That might be worth survey monkey, bro. Survey. It's easy. Um, yeah. Okay, last last announcement. Uh, we have a new Patreon supporter uh, at a five dollar, a new five dollar Patreon supporter. That's a buck twenty five an episode. Woohoo! And that is Andy F. Andy F. Thank you so much for your support. It means the world to us. It's hugely encouraging to both DBN and I, and it helps this thing go. Um, we've never actually used this for anything other than the, the supplies for the show, kind of. And and uh, and we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate your support. So thank you so much for doing that. Um, let's go ahead and move on out of announcements, and let's move over to the news. I know what lurks in the shadows. Okay, so the news this week, guys, there's it's like two weeks of, of news. There's been a couple of things that have, have gone on. Um, but the biggest thing is we're you know, we're several weeks into the Spirit Blossom event now, and uh, and we got a new round of epic quests. Uh, I think it's a new epic quest, right? Is it, it there's some so there's some new event quests, right? And um and maybe there's just two of them, but you you have chased the wind, uh, which is stun, frostbite, or recall up to 90 units, which is crazy or uh win games and expeditions and that's 15 which is which is what i'm what what i'm working towards right and then uh teachings of the dragon is the other one cast uh two plus spells in a round uh you have to do that 40 times and um play cards that were not uh in your starting in your deck and, and you have to do that 50 times um so you know got some some nab they want you to play around with some nab um some spell focus decks as as well or some control decks um and then either expeditions or basically ash sejuani um is is what you're gonna win and ash sejuani doesn't frostbite stuff all that quickly i learned so it's gonna take you a long time um so if, if you need to pick up some uh, some extra pedals uh that's a, a really really good way to do it so um we got a couple of new event quests that that came out um and then along with that uh if you if we take a look at the patch notes here in in you know what we had uh come out we got uh we got a new lab which i haven't had a chance to check out dbn you have you had a chance to check it it just came out today no i i have not unfortunately yeah, that that's what I thought. I, I have not had a chance to check it out either. Um, okay, so uh, so there's that. Um, we got some new cosmetics. So we got the Nightshade Shrine. We got the Dragonling Guardian. We got a new bundle that came with the. You can get the Dragonling Guardian and the Nightshade Dragonling, um, which is is basically an alternate look for the dragonling um and we got three new card backs so it looks like we got sort of like uh spirit blossom card backs we got spirit blossom teemo 
uh, Spirit Blossom Karma, and then Spirit Blossom Yasuo, and I think that that is, I, I'm pretty sure that's like his brother who's on the card back with him. I don't know the oh, lore. Yeah, but I but I saw I saw a, a cinematic that was put out by Riot, which was like they were like calling each other brother, and I don't know if that meant that they were literal brothers or like brothers in arms or something. And they were like they were like the brothers, swords like Randy Savage and the Hulkster, those kind of brothers. Yes, like those types of brothers. I so I don't know, <laughs> but it, it's it's kind of a cool card back. They're like they you know they're standing back to back, kind of cool. And then we got a, a new emote as well, which uh, I th think is Yasuo's brother winking at you um he looks he looks charming winking suggestively yes. yeah winking he winking suggestively um yes. uh yes but it, but it's an it's a quest reward so you will get it if you finish uh one of the new quests i i think it's um yeah so the one the chase the wind quest you'll actually get the emote if you finish that quest mm-hmm which is kind of cool. So it's it's a little bit easier. Oh yeah, that is cool. So uh, did you? What do you think about the new uh, the new cosmetics? Yeah, I think they look good. I mean, we kind of already touched on cosmetics, um, but the dragonling is sweet. Yes, very, it's very really cool. cool. It's really cool. Um, and I think the board is just excellent. So I, I'm I would not be disappointed. Uh, purchasing yeah. either of those not that i i'm necessarily thinking i will right now i just i really love my i still love my 8-bit board so <laughs> i'm tempted i'm tempted on the dragonling because the dragonling is 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 really really cool and i'm kind of worried that it's not going to be around forever i'm kind of worried that, like when the spirit blossom event goes away this dragonling is going to go away I don't know if that's the case. Mm -hmm. They did that with some stuff, like uh, it's certain stuff in League of Legends, like you you can't you can't pick up anymore. Like they were, you know, certain skins for champs and stuff that were only available for you know a certain time for a certain season or a certain event. And it got like I, it, I mean, that's how they get you, right? They would be silly to just make these things available for all time. They're really smart to say if you want them, you got to get them now. So give us your money because yeah. that might convince me to give them my money. Yeah, that I mean, that's what they'll be doing more and more of. I think. Yeah. Is, I mean that that's, like limited time offers on specific cosmetics and stuff. Yeah, that's the way to do it, though. I, I really, I really don't. That doesn't bother me. Um, I mean, the game is already so generous where it counts, so I don't mind if they're a little greedy on the uh, on the cosmetic front because hey, they got to make their profit somehow. Otherwise, I wouldn't have this awesome game to uh, podcast about. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I like them. So the the other thing that came out in the 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 news that is is relatively important. So we just got patch one point seven, and they have they typically do a patch every other week, right? So but they're they're extending it. So we're basically skipping a patch. So we're gonna have three weeks between this patch and next. So the next patch is gonna be August twenty sixth. Here's what they say about it: um, one point eight will contain a couple minor card changes, but won't be a full fledged balance patch. Balance patch though it may feature a few other things. Dot, dot, hmm. dot, 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 dot. So, uh, you know, the thought was that, like, August 19th, right, that was, like, the day that we were going to get the next expansion with the Targon region and a bunch of new champions. Um, but it looks like the... And it's funny because people are saying it got it got pushed back, quote-unquote, but we never had an, a, an official date for it coming out, period. 
Yeah, and I've technically, we still don't. <laughs> yeah, I've seen a lot of people like getting worked up over it, and I'm like, what? I don't. They. No, nothing I pushed back is nothing was like set in stone. I mean, I think this is what it's going to be. Is the next patch is going to be there? I'm sure. If you remember correct, like if you remember the Bilgewater set, really didn't have a really long build up. They did it like a week. Yeah, yeah. The real, know? the re the quote unquote reveal season was it was literally like what like eight days or ten days long. And I think that it, that's a mistake. I think they should be doing two, three, even four weeks of build up, like build the hype, uh, market it. You know, that but way we have longer to talk about it too. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, we'll be able to talk about it. That would be handy. But I think just everyone's going to talk about it. Instead of everyone sitting around wondering, I think people would be sitting there just building hype, building hype, building hype. And now there can be issues with building hype uh, when event, if, you know, if something goes wrong, if they, that's what always happened with Hearthstone. Everyone gets so hyped and then there'd be a broken day one deck and everyone would like, it'd be, it's just like letting all the air out of a balloon. Yeah. You know? So you have a balancing act in one way, but I think that you're doing yourself a bit of a disservice by not. Um, sometimes. Work. Yeah. Sometimes too. Like there was sometimes I feel like that there was like a six week long hype train that would lead up to the next expansion for Hearthstone. And it was almost too long. Like, Oh yeah. I, I yeah, I agree. It was almost too long. And and they haven't done that in this for sure, but we could have used, I would like to see, I don't know. I would like, I mean, I don't mind. I don't mind them showing us some cards and then like the day before dumping them all. And like, we, we get to see a whole bunch of them. Like it, it doesn't bother me for them to showcase like the champions and maybe like a couple of significant cards around like a new mechanic. And then like, all of the rest of the cards get dumped like the day before because it doesn't allow you to to you it requires a little bit more experiment on day one rather than already having all the decks that you want to play pre-built before you go into it so i kind of like that but i would love to have like two weeks like at least mm -hmm. two weeks of reveal season like give us two weeks to talk about it and and for people to cover it in news and for streamers to produce videos about it like in terms of content creation like it would be really nice to have it at least like two full weeks of reveal season before we get all the cards dumped and and then we're you can't really talk about the cards then because you're you're moved on then right you're talking about something you're you're now just talking about uh you know the new decks that you're playing instead of theory crafting or talking about rating cards and being wrong and all of those things you know yeah for sure so yeah, that's definitely definitely a concern from on that front and it, you know it's pretty clear like they, they they're they're like the dot dot like it may feature a few other things like dot 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 like it's pretty it's gonna be like yeah. it's clear right that that's their last opportunity to do one and they did say august but they're also sort of leaving the window there and saying like hey if everything gets screwed up you're not getting this um <laughs> like yeah there's there's certainly a level of like bet hedging <laughs> going on yeah here. like we're not making any official announcement in this post but it's like unofficially the announcement that way if we like something gets delayed again because like i mean all right the whole world is affected by COVID 19 not just like you know 
our jobs, like the video game world is impacted by it as well. So I'm sure there's certain things, even though they're doing a digital product, which is like, this is the literally the, the best time in history to do a digital product. But um, mm-hmm. like, even though they're doing a digital product, like communication becomes significantly harder in, in seasons like this. And so I think, you know, th- there, there's gotta be some stuff that has pushed it back or delayed it at least a little bit. I would yeah. think. No, I'm, I'm yes. <laughs> So, sure. yeah, so it looks like we're, we're, you know, we're like three weeks, three weeks and we're going to have, so, so, you know, it's three more weeks to to build up uh, your reserves of stuff. I, I was just like taking a, a quick look, like a quick glance around. And so currently I have uh, 60,000 shards and 19 champion cards. Mm. So I should be set. I shouldn't I need would... to spend any money on the next set. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're going to be okay, buddy. Yeah, and, like, and the, the crazy okay. part is, is, like, there's, like, I have not hit beyond, like, level 10 or 12 on my chest each week for a, a while, like, a while. And and there's guys that are, like, grinding out, like, level 13 plus 6 capsules in our Discord, like, ooh, like, grinding, man. Just, <laughs> like, oh, my, yeah, I don't I even want to know what their resources look like. It's got to be crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely haven't felt the need. Plus, if I go so crazy that I get everything on day one, I won't enjoy the next two months as much because I'll like, I, I like finding more stuff. Yeah, you know? I made that. I made that mistake like big time. You did yeah, bilge water <laughs> like bilge water. I had everything, um, but I can't even remember. But it was like an important one. Like I had everything. I was like fizz three of right away. <laughs> I think I've played Fizz twice and despised it both times. Um, I tried to do Fizz Teemo. It was awful. It was just not good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's the new stuff, uh, and it, it was it was it was good stuff. Uh, lots of lots of good stuff. Uh, pick up some of those cosmetics if they're things that you really like. If you can, uh, you can afford to support the game. You know, so support it. They're doing great stuff, and you don't have to spend money on cards. So that's a great thing. So really good thing um uh we got we got some questions we had some questions there's not really much else in the news i don't think there probably is but neither of us look on reddit or um watch a tremendous amount of streamers so we're probably missing something important but yeah i mean nothing no official news at least yeah yeah side of things yeah oh the only thing i would say is is like uh back at the end of july because we haven't announced this yet there was another twitch prime bundle that came out so if you haven't picked that up like go go pick up that twitch prime bundle uh you know you get it in the announcements in the app itself but in case you just missed it like go go pick up that twitch prime bundle because i I think that's like a legendary i think it's like a, a legendary card um uh or like a wild card and then uh i think an epic wild card and maybe a rare wild card um, and an expedition token, so it's definitely worth it to make sure you you lit you link your ride account to your Twitch account, and um and make sure you get those rewards because there's there's one out there to grab your put get your hands on get your hands on. Um, we wanted to answer some questions though, right from Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had a few of them, and uh, it's, they've kind of built up over the last week or two. So we figured. Uh... We'd go ahead and and uh, answer a few while we're here. I've kind of been we we compiled them and I've kind of been looking over them. Um, why don't you? Why don't you? Jazz you or why don't you lead? You you lead. You choose the questions. I'm fine with answering all of them. It does it doesn't matter to me. But all right. You let me know what you 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 choose them and you you put them in the order. 
Well, okay. How about this? We'll start with a simple one. Uh, recently, we got a lot of new emotes. What is your favorite to use? I think that's specifically kind of talking about the uh, oh, like the like new the, the new new ones. Oh, yeah, oh, like oh, the event okay. pass and stuff. Yeah, of the of the new ones. Okay. Uh, I I didn't even. I don't. I'm trying to. I'm trying. I was like, I was prepared. Like, I was prepared because Yikes is like my favorite one. Like, Yikes and uh, which is uh, which is uh, Katharina. No, not Katharina. Uh, yeah, Katharina, right? And then uh, and then Katarina. Kat- no, 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 it's not Katarina. It's uh, it's uh, the the chick that isn't a champion. Um, who carries a big sword and gives all your stuff fearsome and plus one plus one. Sithria. 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 That, that's right. Sithria. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Sithria and Lux, like those are Sithria, Sithria, Lux, and and Thresh are my three go-tos. Um, but out of the new ones, so we have a I, I think that all is fine is probably my favorite. Yeah, no, that one's that's def definitely mine. <laughs> yeah, I think that it, it's you know what though, but here's what's funny about all is fine, because his his eyes are blue, right? And he's sipping like sake, like Yas was sipping yeah. sake. But I, every time I look at it, it makes me think of uh, of a role a role playing tabletop role playing game I played, um, which was called uh, Blades in the Dark. And I played a chick who took drugs and would allow her to like see into supernatural fields. And so every time I see all is fine, it just looks to me like Yasuo is taking some like Avatar: The Last Airbender spirit tea and entering the spirit <laughs> world. Like that's what it looks like to me. That like you know how the Avatar he can like enter the spirit world at different times oh, yeah. and and he sees things it looks to me like yasuo is looking into the spirit world like he's not seeing anything that's going on like he's sipping spirit tea and in, in the spirit world uh yeah i like no, that about I get it that. no it's a it's a really cool looking one for sure that that's my favorite yeah and, i mean we all know that cheers is your ultimate favorite yes the vlad cheers is the favorite for sure of like all of them yeah um, i mean it's not even really close uh, <laughs> but uh i mean that one's just too 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 useful it's so widely applicable you know um but now yeah that that's the one now uh second question yes um okay so this is uh this is one that i thought was really interesting this is a little bit more um kind of we're gonna we'll bounce back and forth between serious and not serious sure sure, sure. um here's an interesting one what do you guys think about a change where fearsome wouldn't apply to champions, just followers? Hmm. I may be overthinking it, but lore-wise or battle-wise, it does seem odd that Brom would be too afraid of a 3-2 spider that he wouldn't block it. The change would only apply to a couple champs, Brom, Elise, and Anivia, but I think it could be a good one thematically. I did see that after that, somebody said that it, that it might be canon that Brahm is scared of spiders, but I, I don't I can neither confirm nor deny that. Yeah, I would have no idea. I don't understand why he would be. Um, I mean, maybe it's a lore thing. You know, it's like in uh, Dota. See, I'm gonna pull up some Dota knowledge here, but in Dota, Timbersaw is scared of trees. That's why he chops them down all the time. So maybe Brahm squishes spiders all the time because he's scared of spiders. Like in the lore, who knows? Uh, but from a mechanical perspective, what do you think about that? 
I mean, my honest opinion is that from a strictly mechanical perspective, Fearsome isn't powerful enough right now to make it worse. Um, like, that's just my opinion. Like, I don't I don't think that Fearsome is like, oh my gosh, Fearsome is so strong. I think actually Fearsome, like, there's, there could be some creatures that could get it that could make it a little bit stronger. Um, and I know that Fearsome is a little bit meta-dependent. Like, obviously, in Spider, heavy metas and Tokener, heavy metas, like you know fearsome becomes a little bit stronger um but i just don't think that it's in a place where it should get nerfed that being said thematically i can like that's that, that's that's my opinion like statistically gameplay wise um thematically i agree like it, it makes complete sense like why why i it, it i feel like the champion should be able to to block this stuff um i wish that all champions were able to block elusives maybe that would make elusives worse like you're unblockable except for other elusives and champions um maybe maybe that would just make them worse maybe it wouldn't be a big enough deal but um yeah i i i don't i understand why thematically but i just don't think that fearsome is good enough right now to be nerfed i think it would just hurt it and doesn't need hurt any more than it already is i don't think uh fearsome is ever a I guess I'll say a mechanic that should ever be like a deck building thing like elusive is. I think uh, fearsome is a mechanic that's much more interesting on cards that can either a pressure in the early game, similarly to like the precious pet, I think is a great example of a, of a fearsome mm. unit. I also think that um, Swain is a really good example of a good fearsome unit where it can incentivize you to want to play cards uh, that maybe reduce enemy attack. You know, I think um, Sea Monsters, really good for Fearsome, but it's not like it's a Fearsome game plan. Um, so I, I think Fearsome is actually quite a potent keyword. I, I think Fearsome is actually strong. I just It's just not a deck build-around mechanic. You know what I mean? It's a, you're evaluating uh, Fearsome the same way you would evaluate like um barrier or challenger which is on a case-by-case card-by-card basis but it's an interesting way to make a specific card shine and make the card uh useful in ways that are non-obvious and so you know opponents that are going really wide with a lot of cheap little guys you can punish that that that's really what fearsome is is it can punish certain things and then occasionally you'll get a really cool situation where hey, I know I've got two fearsome units and only one of their guys has enough attack. Either they're going to be forced to buff someone into a three-attack range uh, or they're not going to be able to block this one. And so that's going to structure my attacks accordingly. The other thing uh, is the situation where you've got the payoff. Hey, if I get this Nexus Strike, then I get something cool like Swain. Hmm. Um, so, uh, and it also maybe even says, hey, I want to play a lot of fearsomes with Frostbite. I want to frostbite their thing so my things can hit the face like I, so i i think i actually think fearsome is a one of the best keywords I'm, I'm gonna go out there on limb i think fearsome is one of the best most interesting keywords in this game hmm. um it's just not a build around yeah like you you just don't build a fearsome deck people mess with that for a while uh and even for a while it was strong but it really wasn't strong because of uh fearsome i i really i'll i'll push against that i think it was strong because of the strength of the spiders and the strength of shadow isles and its cohes cohesivity as a whole before bilgewater uh came into the mix and i think before we saw 
um, you know, controlly reactive strategies become as prevalent as they ended up becoming. So I think that had much more to do with the early stages of the game and the balance therein than it does the mechanic itself. Um, but I, I think fearsome is one of those keywords that unlike elusive, every deck can play around it. Every deck can try to counter it with what they have. You don't win or lose the matchup, or at least I'm not the matchup like the game itself, but you don't win or lose the mechanic uh, in deck building. There's always a way you can try to play around it. And as the player with fearsome, there's always a way that you can try to you know, manipulate the board to use fearsome effectively. I think it's one of the card, one of the mechanics that just makes playing the game fascinating. Hmm. Yeah. I, you, yeah. You're. You're right. You're right. You're right. Fearsome is cool. I, yes. Uh, you know what? And and if you, I found that the most potent place is when Sithria gives your entire board it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Becomes very strong. It's like very, especially if you have two Sithrias on the board and both Sithrias get plus one, plus one, and fearsome, and everything else gets plus two, plus two, and fearsome. Also, as it turns out, pretty strong. Oh yeah. Pretty strong. Uh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that was a great question. Any other one that we want to tackle? Yeah, how about this next one? What are some other strategy games that you guys enjoy? Oh, I love that. That's good. good. Um, I feel like we don't get into, like, we'll we'll t- we'll briefly bring up other games, but I feel like we don't bring up our other passions, like, a whole lot. Yeah, maybe? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, uh, for me, it just sort of depends. Um, It sort of depends kind of like what, what your, what, uh, genre you're you're in right so when it comes to video games um strategy wise i love i love pokemon games um have always really loved pokemon games um also really love fire emblem um which is definitely a, a strategy game um really really enjoy that game um and uh and i've actually really been enjoying uh darkest dungeon is that the name of it dbn Mm-hmm. Yeah, so DBN actually bought that for me, um, and uh, and I have been playing that a little bit. I'm really bad at it. I like, I like, <laughs> I like put a torch in in something randomly and got attacked by like a star monster in his like host of uh, like plant creatures, and just they slaughtered yes. my entire team in like two seconds. Was, the whole team was dead. It was all level there's one. Some, there's some buck wild stuff in that game, uh, but it, it that's it's definitely like one of the most enjoyable kind of uh roguelikes that i've played i think it just the balancing of health and like the stress mechanic yeah hard um and like the further you get into the game the more you like build parties the less around like health healing and more around stress healing mm. um i absolutely like adore the jester uh character because of his ability to just like sit in the back and like keep everyone from going crazy (laughs) well okay so that's video game wise those like the fire emblem genre the or the fire emblem like series the pokemon series are both like they're they're both games that i really really thoroughly enjoy um but from there uh like tabletop gaming is a big thing for me so um i do really enjoy dungeon and dragons 5.0 i would say that that's the mix of a role-playing game and a strategy game because the combat system whereas all of my other rpgs are really heavy storytelling they do not have much of a combat strategy system to them so dnd 5.0 and then um gloomhaven is is probably one of my all-time favorite strategy games um really really love that game um blood rage which is a viking series game uh done by a game a game company called cold mini or not 
um, is one of my all-time favorite uh, sort of war-esque strategy games. Um, and I probably have like a ton of different board games that I, I mean, I play way more. No, I don't spend more time in board games, but I, I play much, much wider variety of board games than I do variety of video games. I sort of select a couple of video games and that's what I play one or two, um, mm -hmm. sometimes two or three at a time, but board games, I have a wide swath of board games and RPGs, um, that I, that I play whenever I get a chance to play them. So, uh, but I think Gloomhaven is probably one of my top all-time favorite strategy tabletop games, um, followed probably closely by by Blood Rage and Zombicide Black Plague. Zombicide Black Plague is a, like a zombie slaying miniatures game, um, and uh, and it's sort of like medieval fantasy setting. Um, and it's I, I've played that game solo quite a bit um, and really enjoyed that as well. That game is a tremendous amount of fun. Yeah. I mean, I could honestly, I almost had, I did record the first two episodes of a board game podcast at one point. So, um, <laughs> I, 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 we never actually published it. And then I started legends cast, um, like a month or two after that. But, um, I will probably, if, if I get a chance in the future, if my life ever frees up the time, I will start a second podcast uh, with some folks and it will, it'll be a tabletop role-playing game slash board game podcast for sure. Absolutely, yeah. it will be. Okay, yeah. How about you, DBN? What are some other strategy games that you enjoy? Well, I feel like I've brought up Legend of the Five Rings so many times. I'm not going to spend too much time on that, but that's probably the biggest one sure. from a strategy perspective um, that I play pretty, I mean, not so much with quarantining. I can't go to my local game shop, but I do play that pretty seriously. Um, and that's a, just a really complex, like it's definitely the most complex CCG I've ever played by far but i love it um hmm. and I, I like it because i think i much prefer games that are super macro as opposed to super micro um you know there's always i mean weirdly like the game is, is just has tons of branching decision points but like it's not like a perfect there's it's rare that a a very you know pristinely perfect ordering of events and stuff is what's going to net you the win it's much more bigger picture strategy is way more important i think so that's why i kind of enjoy that one um i think uh yeah dungeons and dragons for sure but i'm yeah. the i'm the dungeon master 90 percent of the time so really it's less about it's not a strategy so much because i'm the one putting things in front of my players uh you know more than me solving and playing the strategy uh myself um so uh i play lots of board games and stuff like that i guess uh i mean i don't know if you consider it, it's a first person shooter but i like i love playing apex legends and i oh, feel that's like strategy and my i feel like me and my my group my my other squad mates uh gibbles and bits and then our friend dave um i feel like we play a very tactical game when we play you know apex and you know we're not so much like the sprint all over the map running and gunning getting into every fight we can we you know we definitely play you know thoughtfully and we try to layer our abilities as best we can um which is why i kind of enjoy that one that's the most of the shooter games that's the most like well, tactical i've ever gotten battle royales have more to do with positioning than they do shooting yeah i mean typically sure. like they're more to do with teamwork and positioning than they do shooting they're definitely out of all first person shooters they're definitely more strategy oriented than most in my opinion, yeah. anyway. No, for sure. 
I mean, I miss playing Destiny. Um, I, I just, I mean, I could still if I wanted to, but I don't, I haven't bought the like new sets. But I always enjoyed playing Destiny from the PVE, um, like team perspective, like, you know, working together sure. as a squad and layering abilities and like the harder dungeons and whatnot. Um, I, I do kind of like that kind of cooperative. I really like cooperative games where like you're up against impossible odds. You know, I really enjoy those sorts of things. I used to play the crap out of uh, Black Ops Zombies, like the first mm. Black Ops. I had every map pack for zombies, and I had like a, a group of people I always played with when I was in high school. Um, and we would just jam zombies games because, yeah, eventually you'd lose, but it was all this strategy and just a lot of crosstalk and stuff like that. So kind of similar to the Battle Royale, just against PvE than, rather than like other players. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, lots of board games, lots of card games. Um, I guess I just don't. I really don't play much in the way of uh, of um, strategy games on my on my computer or anything anymore. I used to do that a lot. I really like uh, XCOM. You know, I mm -hmm. enjoy. Uh, although I never never make it very far into a campaign, <laughs> uh, but I yeah, I enjoy XCOM, Darkest Dungeon for sure. Um, but I find that when I'm balancing, um, you know, this card game or any card game really, uh, and making content for it, I really don't have time to dive into other things. I will say one more time, I know this is such a weird plug, but I just thought it was so interesting from a card game perspective. If you're ever just really bored and want to check out a CCG that just does things different, um, let me, oh God, what is it? Uh, it, um, world of mythology world of I myths i think is the world, name of it. world of myths uh, there's like a bunch of myth related games out there uh let me just double check yeah i had it downloaded called. on steam at one yeah, point world of myths if you ever that's what it is if you're ever interested um in, in a game that just does things really really differently check that one out um i'm it's it's a very small like studio and production and i think they don't even know they put out a new set like a while back and i haven't played it like for, to be clear i don't currently play this game but i remember like right before i got into runeterra i checked it out and i just was very impressed because it's it was just unique and i can i really appreciate that it kind of gets that um you know creative side the you know those creative juices flowing when you see a game that just does something different and isn't afraid to take risks. Um, so I, I appreciated that. Um, I know that kind of got off topic, but I, I do really love strategy games and I almost wish that like, I, I totally wish I could just not go to work and play strategy games all day. Cause that's, that's what I'm all about. Wouldn't that be great? Oh yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be, be great? Nice. Uh, well, is that the last question? Um, let's see. There this is one more, but I think that's that it's just going to get us too, too deep in. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to say we're going to dodge that last question. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, we, we do want to go over one last little segment here and, uh, it's really not something we've done before, but it was interesting. So one of the reasons we missed uh, the show last week was DBN got the opportunity to cast a tournament. Um, which happened at, at basically the same time that we were going to actually lasted a lot longer, but um, it, it was basically the same time that we were going to be doing our, uh, 
uh, our episode. And so uh, DBM wanted to talk a little bit about a couple of the decks that he saw there. And I'm not 100% sure all that you want to talk about. Do you want to give a little introduction? Well, no, I mean, so um, Silverfuse and I, Silverfuse has been on the show, for those of you who've been listening for a while, uh, several times. Um, she is an excellent content creator, completely dedicated to the uh, Runeterra content creation. So one more plug for her YouTube videos, um, her YouTube channel, Silverfuse. Um, she streams uh, as well on Twitch. So definitely worth checking out. Uh, and, and, you know, we, of course, know her from back in the Elder Scrolls Legends days. Um, I've cast with her a bunch of times, including for the Master Series for Elder Scrolls Legends. Um, and we... Uh, got the opportunity to cast for the Discord page tournament, the Legends of Runeterra Global Academy. Um, it's a pretty big Discord community that has put together a, a pretty impressive uh, sort of uh, community-run, community-sponsored tournament series. Um, and this was a pretty competitive one. Uh, several really good players who've scored highly in a lot of events uh, were playing in it. It was won by Cephalopod, who, uh, from what I understand, has won a bunch of events uh, as well, known for being a very competitive player. Um, and what I figured could be fun, uh, by the way, you can watch the uh, the casted finals um, uh, between, I believe it was Cephalopod and Stan, uh, wh which is, you can you can view that now on Silverfuse's channel. She put a video of our cast up there. I will say I was pretty burnt out by the end of that. It was about like 1230 my time there after working all day <laughs> uh, i don't know how like i you know i it's funny i just wasn't my usually peppy self for casting after the first two rounds i was just getting tired i was like i'm just gonna talk about the facts here <laughs> but uh, it was still so much fun um and you can check out that that um that cast on her on her channel i recommend you do so because uh and this was kind of the crux of the, the conversation um we figured it could be useful and beneficial and just maybe a, a fun discussion point for the two of us, at least, to talk about the three decks that seem to be like the top dogs uh, in the event. Um, this event, I believe you couldn't repeat regions between your three decks, and it was Conquest, so you had to win with each of your three lists. So once you won with the list, you put it away, never to see it again, uh, and took out another list. Um and that's a that's a really interesting format because I, I feel it um, does kind of lend itself towards more, um, like uh, of the best of fives. It lends itself towards more uh, five game matches, like sure. le way less sweeps than like last hero standing. Um, although I think last hero standing is a really interesting format for other reasons. Um, so I'm I'm not like completely dumping on last hero standing in fact that's a consideration for our league spoiler alert but i just have i have to put more thought into it than that um and i was really intrigued by the decks that were being played and the by the decks that seemed to be performing really well and there were three that stood out so uh the first one i think and, and i'm again i'm not certain how much surprise this will bring to people who are super super plugged in but i know sure. we have and a lot of they're popular decks they are popular decks, but I, I know that we also have a lot of people that kind of, I think, would benefit from us kind of talking about it, bringing it up, because we don't bring up meta super often. Um, the first one was Ash and Sejuani um, with uh, 
Noxus. So it was Freljord and Noxus. Yep, yep, yep. That was definitely a mid-range list that I felt was the clear strongest deck, but with some really noticeable uh, weaknesses. And we kind of talked about that in the cast. We talked about how that list has uh, no real truly terrible matchup despite even matchups that are bad on paper can be kind of played into a different way based on your mulligans and how you choose to prioritize trades um we felt like i think that that list has a pretty decent you know chance against some of the more controlling lists because of the ability uh for the trifarian assessor which is the uh i believe it's four mana uh, mm -hmm. four, yeah, four, four mana which... for three that uh, oh, draws three. you a card for each five power, each creature of five power or more that you have out. Yeah, and so with the ability of that card to really refill your hand, you're running a lot of five power minions, including the Trifarian Glory Seekers uh, and the uh, Trifarian five, three mana, five, four, four, three, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, three mana, five, uh, four. Five, four, right. Um, which I can never remember that. Yeah, he's like Trifarian something as well. But yeah, yeah, yeah I know who you're talking uh, about. He can't block. Yeah, he's a three he mana five block. four that can't block. Right. Um. So with running all of those five attack creatures, the Trifarian Sister becomes pretty potent and consistent. You're running the Trapper, which can pull the Yeti. Um, mm -hmm. But what I noticed about that deck, which I felt was very interesting and potentially uh, really useful data for it, um, both from a uh, tournament perspective, but also from a laddering perspective, is that there was it's very modular. It felt like. Um, I saw several different variants, and even though the core was still intact, I saw some people flirting with the Avarice and Hearthguard. I saw people flirting with uh, the healing, the Kindly Tavern Keeper, because the, the Noxus and uh, Freljord has very little healing. And so they, they went and put the Tavern Keepers in uh, to get a little bit of healing uh, in the deck. I saw people playing with Farron. I saw people not playing with Farron. Uh, the Reckoning was played in some lists, not in others. Uh, there was a, a completely interesting situation where some people would run a lot more freeze. Uh, mm -hmm. I think some people would run like a moderate amount of freeze, although freeze definitely being one of the calling cards of the deck. Sure, absolutely. Um, but Ash getting leveled up was never like, it wasn't like a race to get Ash leveled up. Um, I saw people toying around with the early drops. You know, some people were playing the Everest and Sentries. Some people weren't. Uh, so it's just it definitely was one of those ones that I felt was really interestingly modular and might have been why it was so strong in the competitive uh, tournament scene is because you could kind of tech for certain matchups that you were worried about uh, with that deck. And considering the conquest format, um, you won't win until you get a win with that deck. So if you're, you know, cue that in. Um, you can know that it has a nice little matchup, you know, or at least a, a decent matchup against. Uh, pretty much everything. Now, the downside, of course, being, uh, and we we had a fun kind of laughing at some of these situations that would come up is you do run the risk of drawing the wrong half of your deck, yep. running uh, a decent amount of spells in that list. You know, a lot of free spells. But if you really need to play proactive that game, if you're playing against a control deck and you can't find any creatures, that can be really, uh, really devastating. Uh, at the same time, if you know, all you can find are creatures and you're playing against a, another uh, creature-based deck and you can't find any tricks. You know, it's just, it's a, a situation where the strength of the deck when it hits is very, very high. Versatility of it, of course, very, very high. But you do have that mid-range, classic mid-range trouble of because you're not completely dedicated to one game plan, 
um, a lot of times you can draw the uh, reactive or proactive cards that you don't need. Um, so, so out of the uh, three the decks, deck. out of the three decks, this is the one that I've played the most of. I, of course, it is. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, so I, I saw it played. I watched the stream, and I saw it played, and I picked up. I don't remember which version I picked up, uh, but I picked up a version of it that ran Cato the Arm, um, but yeah. did not run uh, the the guy that puts a bunch of decimates in your hand. Um, and so I don't have him, but I have, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I have K I have three copies of K to the arm and I uh, did really well with it. So it moved me up to, I think gold two. Um, and so, uh, pushed me out of silver into gold. I just have not played very many ranked games this season. Just have not had the time for it. And a lot of my time has been spent, you know, completing quests, quests or experimenting with decks and, and haven't really <laughs> have never really try harded at all. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I played that one a good bit and it is really, really strong, but you're right. So the moments that it feels really bad is when you're just looking at your hand and you're like, I need to deal damage right now and I have no creatures left. So I got to finish them off with this, these creatures. Like if you, if you draw the right things, if you draw, and here's the other thing that I noticed with the deck version that I was running at least, my win rate went up dramatically when I played Omen Hawk on turn one. Well, I think that that could definitely be the case for a lot of things. <laughs> yes, but Omen Hawk turn one made a huge difference if you hit ash with that if you hit the uh trifarian that draws you cards um even if i i, I had one game where i omen hawked turn one turn two i omen hawked omen hawked three omen hawks and then yes. turn three i drew off the top of my deck a, a three mana eight seven that couldn't block <laughs> and it was just like game over like how are you going to deal with an eight seven on turn three right um, yeah. so, uh, that was, uh, that was, you know, a, that's, that's obviously a, a really crazy case when you get all three Omen Hawks, right, right at the beginning, but yeah, I mean, a bit of a niche scenario for sure, but, but still, I definitely not... found that I, I just hard mulliganed for Omen Hawk because it just seems so important. One of the things that the, the deck does struggle with is if it loses the board, it does struggle to get it back. It needs to yes. sort of grab the board and keep the board because when it loses it, it struggles to get it back, which is why it struggles against one of the other decks I'm sure you're going to bring up, which is the uh, the TF and uh, Ezreal deck. Yeah, um, so the next deck, oh, perfect timing. For mm, right there, yeah. Well See how I did that? I brought that right well to you. Yeah. Served it up um, real nice. You did. Uh, time to time to hit it back to the other side of the court. Um, so yeah, uh, Twisted Fate Ezreal. So I saw this quite a bit. It's one of the most popular decks for sure. Um, and so that was running Bilgewater and uh, PNZ, obviously. So what was really fascinating about this deck is its dual ability to both uh, pressure the opponent through the early game, but also have a lot of ways to burst damage near the end of the game. Um, it its flexibility uh was surprising to me i thought it would be a lot more linear but it has such a strong uh kind of removal packages uh with like make it rains and mystic shots and whatnot that also doubles uh, as face damage uh, mm -hmm. and then of course your ability to level up uh, ezreal gives you a little bit of a bursty finisher uh, on top of that um, you have enough card draw and cycle that theoretically it's possible to get Twisted Fate leveled up, but in many ways it felt like a, a uh, I don't know, 
like an aggressive, very, very aggressive mid-range deck with a sort of a combo finisher. It's a difficult one to pin down exactly how it's intended to be to be run, I feel like. But one thing I that I think for sure you can identify uh, is just simply that like it can absolutely shred an opponent who can't get a board together. Mm-hmm. Like if you cannot put a board together in the early game, it can absolutely just just shred. And I think we saw that quite, unfortunately, quite a bit uh, where it would be uh, exploiting the fact that the um, Ash Sejuani list, A, uh, you know, had sometimes a bit of a clunky early game because Mm -hmm. of the high amount of spells, but also the high amount of expensive creatures, but also could exploit situations wherein you didn't have healing. And that seemed to be the biggest trouble that that deck had was against decks that had a lot of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, that would make sense. You, the strength of the list is that you can put a lot of chip damage in. But of course, the downside is you actually have to convert that chip damage into a win. And so if you're chipping them for six, seven points before you put together a board strong enough to push for lethal or before you assemble a leveled up Ezreal or whatever that you want to... It's really you know, typically... Them, uh, Riptide Rex. I mean, yeah. that, that deck well, is really Riptide like Rex... chip away, chip away, chip away, control the board, Riptide Rex. Well, right. And so Riptide Rex would often come down, clear the blockers out of the way, and then you run in with what's left, what you've assembled, right? Yeah. Yeah. He but rarely they... won the game. He just solidified and set up the win, typically. Right. It wasn't, it's not the damage from Rex hitting the face that if you, if your Rex is hitting most of the damage on the face, you've already won the game, usually. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, yeah. Pushing away, clearing out the, the threats that are on the opponent's side so that the, you know, um, one mana three threes can go all and hit the face. Uh, um, but yeah, in the games where there was a lot of healing, that chip damage never sort of coalesced. And um, it seemed to really, really struggle to actually close out a game. It can put together 20 points of damage across the game in a really easy way. Like you just draw the mm-hmm. cards and play them, but it, it can't put together 30 plus damage across the course of the game. Yeah. Um, which is what it seemed to have a hard time with when it would run up against the third deck, which was the Demacia, Shadow Isles, Lux, and Thresh. Lux Thresh. Yeah, that was a really popular deck. Everyone had Lux Thresh. And that was yeah. made popular by um, by BBG, I believe. Uh, he was playing a lot of it leading up to that tournament. Yeah, and it's one of those <laughs> it's one of those decks that you're just kind of astonished with how well it handles a wide range of matchups. Um, and really, it just comes down to what I've now decided is the strongest card in Demacia, which is Radiant Guardian. The timing of Radiant Guardian, the yep. uh, but but it's also the resiliency of Tough. Like You just don't realize how strong Tough is un- until you start noting that, hey, like, until you give it five life. points of damage. You <laughs> until know you I mean? give like, it five life. <laughs> Right, right. And it's easy enough to trigger that when you have the Shadow Isles things that are like Vile Feast putting spiders down the board and, and whatnot. And of course, Lux and Thre- uh, Thresh both are threats that absolutely have to be respected. Um, yep. Lux is a, is a big time win condition, but you don't even need that. You just out sustain them, putting enough things like Radiant Guardian down the board. And with their creature based removal packages like Single Combat and Concerted Strike, 
uh, having things hit, you can trigger that Radiant Guardian even if it gets stunned or even if it gets, you know, uh, whatever. If they're about to remove it with something finally, you can get a last little heal in with a single combat. So, um, yeah, that's a really important thing, I think, to note. And one that... Uh, that deck would... I, I want to say it was like a thorn in everyone's side for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it should co- really not come as much of a surprise that it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. it's it's a real. It, that's the only one that I haven't played at all. Um, and uh, and I think it's it's a relatively complex deck to play. It's not always really clear, um, to see what what your move should be, um, mm-hmm. it, or exactly what it should be. Um, but I did hear you guys talking about uh, you know, having the two spell mana to be able to summon Valor on turn five. Um, to yep. be able to crack him into something with two spell mana, kill him, and guarantee yourself, usually, typically, the five mana activated Radiant Guardian, which was kind of a big part of that deck. Like, if it could do that against something aggressive, um, then it typically could, you know, be able to pull out the win. Because I think one of the hard parts about Lux Thresh is it's not the fastest deck in the world. It doesn't have... Mm-hmm an aggressive or even an ultra defensive early game. Um, you know, a lot of times you're per- passing turn one, turn two and in playing redemption or something. Uh, I, that's not the name of the card, but you know, you know, the one that, that summons of, of Demacia five drop. Um, remembrance. 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 That's it. Remembrance. And, uh, you know, I think that for, a, yeah, I, I don't know. I just tend to think that, uh, you know, that, that deck could, could get aggressed down, but the, the valor combination or the blinding assault combination with, uh, with the radiant guardian just seems to make it a little bit more viable. I don't know how good Lux Thresh is as a ladder deck out of the, out of the three decks, right? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of Sajwani Ash. I've seen a lot of TF Ezreal. You don't see a lot of Thresh uh, Lux on the ladder because I don't think that it's that tremendous of a ladder deck, if I'm honest. Um, but I think it's a very good tournament deck. Yeah, and I think you can tech that list to have a lot of really strong one ofs and two ofs, uh, which in an open deck list format can actually be very impactful to mm-hmm. your, uh, you know, the opponents will look at your list because they have the information and they'll say, wow, there's one ruination or two ruination, but there's also one vengeance. There's also one, well, no, you're going to run more than one vengeance with Lux, but you know, sure. Um, there's one of this, there's one of that crap i have to play around all of these different things a lot of the decks uh with lux thresh would often run a single copy of the eight mana never die thing which i can never remember the name of Uh, unyielding spirit thank you i just don't play demacia yeah Uh, unyielding (laughs) spirit uh yeah plays a, a copy of unyielding spirit and what that would do is force people to play around it even when it's not there and when you're sitting there saying, I need to make sure, uh, especially in the mirror matches, we saw this happen quite a bit. You'd see someone where, okay, I can't, I need to be able to always remove their Radiant Guardian if the opponent has eight mana. So that means I have to hold back either five mana for a Concerted Strike uh, or seven mana for a Vengeance. And we saw these this really fascinating mirror match where the two players, one of them had the uh, Unyielding Spirit and the other didn't. And they sat there, and the one guy played around Unyielding Spirit the entire game and ended up kind of struggling for it mm-hmm. because 
he knew if unyielding spirit comes down, it's game over. Um, and was unwilling to take that chance, which, you know, you can't really blame him. The other guy that was only the one card. Now the fascinating thing is eventually, uh, the player had to say, okay, fine. If you have unyielding spirit, you I'm going to allow you to play it because I need to put pressure on. And by that point, the player had picked it up unyielding spirit, uh, the radiant card and manages to win the game. But like, even just having that one copy, uh, really warps the way the opponent plays, which is exactly, exactly what a Lux Thresh deck wants. They want their opponents playing around shadows and mirrors, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very smoke and mirrors deck because it, a lot of the cards are pretty expensive and slow. Um, so if your opponent's playing super cautious, that gives you all the time in the world to eventually set up your Lux, get the Lux leveled up, play some four Demacias, throw some uh, fleeting blasts, and you know into your hand and and just close the game out that way so um yeah very very interesting interesting deck to watch from a turn perspective but i do happen to agree although i think that there is some merit to it because of the raw strength of radiant guardian and that's being such a build around centerpiece of really any mid-range demacia deck but it, it really shines in this list um i will say the games can run pretty slow so for laddering it's not gonna be your best uh your best deck because yeah. I think it's going to take forever. It's it's going to take forever. And you're very rare. If you're playing it right, you're not really snowballing an advantage until pretty late in the game. You're, you're kind of uh, taking a lot of small wins, a lot of favorable trades. You know, you're getting a lot of micro advantages that will eventually add up to a W. Um, but it's not the most efficient way to ladder. That's for sure. So I currently in my, I have a Lux, a couple radiant guardians and an unyielding spirit in my current uh, expedition deck. Oh. Yeah. Do you have thresh? Uh, no, 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 <laughs> no thresh, unfortunately. But uh, as it turns out, Unyielding Spirit is very good on both Lux and on, uh, and it's it's very, very good on, uh, an, on an activated Radiant Guardian as well. The other card that I have in there sitting, we got to get going, but the other card I have in there that's sitting on it right now is, a, is another six mana buff. And I'm trying to remember even what the name of it is. I've never played it. Um, redoubled Valor, fully heal an ally, then double its power and health. So I, huh. I played it on Lux today. Um, and it leveled her up, and then it, it healed her, leveled her up, and then doubled her health and power, which That's fun. was That's fun. very very cool. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was uh, it was, and I had a, I have a true shot barrage in the deck as well. Um, Ooh, that, that's one that I do wish would get a little bit of a little buff. I think that could I think that could afford to get a small buff, like maybe just go down to six mana. What if it went and to I think that would what if really it went fun. to fast instead of slow? Oh yeah, that would be good. That would maybe even be a better nerf or a better buff. Better I mean. buff, yeah. Uh, it it could fast. be really strong. But I'm like, if slow, ju- it's rough. If judgment is fast, true shot barrage could be fast, right? Yeah, I I see no issue in that. Yeah, I mean see zero issue. With that's that. probably comparing like apples to pears or but, well, it's potatoes, also it's but... also it's also more <laughs> it's also more fast uh, board removal for PNZ, which already has the most board removal. Um, and it being slow basically renders it kind of silly to yeah. run. But it, with it going to fast, yeah, there's it's an argument seven, there. Yeah, it could also be a really good one to include with Lux. You know, you could have a PNZ, yeah. PNZ you know, Demacia deck. Based. Yeah, yeah, could for be fun. sure. 
for sure. Okay. Um, well, I tell you what, we need to work on getting out of here because we've been at it for quite a while. And there was a lot of stuff to cover, but it was a great episode. I do have a quick closing thought, though. And I thought I was already perfect. So literally, I was, I was, I had come up with a couple of ideas for closing thoughts uh, since the last time we recorded. But I just came, there was one that came to me while we were recording this episode. I looked over to the left of in my gaming room, and there's a wall or, or a door that goes into like the oldest part of our basement. And there, there's probably a, a object lesson there. But um, around this door, I see there's like a dozen small cellar spiders. So like evidently, a nest of spiders has exploded all over this door, and I have to kill them all. Um, but tomorrow morning, my wife is going to come down here and she is going to tutor kids online. And my wife is terrified of spiders, hates spiders. So when we get done, I'm going to kill all these spiders and get rid of them. And why am I telling you that? And why have that anything to do with a closing thought? Um, because I'm just, just a good reminder in the climate that we're in, in the world that we're in, you need to take care of the people that you care about the most. It's really easy during a season like this to escape into video games. It would be far easier for me to go play Legends of Ruterra or Elder Scrolls or something for hours than do the things that take care of the people I care about. But I have kids, I have family, I have friends who I love, and it doesn't mean that gaming's wrong because I love to game and it's a great pastime for me and it's become a really great way to invest in people. Um, I've loved doing that, but... We can never do that and neglect the people that matter most to us in our life. It's just a good reminder to not take for granted the people in your life um, that you care about, that love you, and that matter most to you. So my, uh, my closing thought is kill the spiders in your basement for the people that you love. There we go. That's the closing Beautiful. thought. Closing Absolutely today. beautiful. <laughs> okay, let's get out of here, man. Uh, if people wanted to find, uh, you know, anything that you're doing, how would they find you? Yeah, Deadburg Nerd on YouTube, but I'm I'm on a unofficial hiatus from that, um, just because life has just been so nuts at work. Um, I'm working late almost every night, hmm. um, and so it's just I it's I'm just usually exhausted by the end of end of the day. I have been unable to really. Um, really put any time into my youtube which is unfortunate but like I, I i never went out doing my youtube to try to you know make a profit on it or anything i do it because i enjoy it and therefore i have no feelings of guilt when i don't well, do it few feelings of guilt if not you. a lot of guilt <laughs> um when i can't get around to it so it's it's always going to be something that when i have time i'll be making youtube videos when i don't have time Hey, I have a giant list of people that you can go and support and go and watch. So if you ever have, if you're ever having a hard time finding Runeterra content, uh, you just let me know. I'll send you a list of people that I really enjoy watching. Um, but still, if you want to see some of my older content, backlogged content, you check that out. Um, but really, the biggest thing I would plug right now is just go watch that cast. Let me know what you think. Um, it's on Silverfuse's channel. Yeah. Sick, sick. Um, I'm at uh, I'm on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the lift. 
um uh, that's the l-i-f-t um i don't really stream very often i streamed for a little while a week or two ago but uh, i'm on vacation next week so th that's going to be even harder to do um so but i hopefully uh end of 2020 beginning of 2021 i'm, I'm going to have a couple of big announcements so um i know that's like really early on but it's stuff that i'm working on and pretty excited about so hopefully uh I'm not doing a lot of content beyond the podcast right now, but hopefully there'll be some announcements coming, you know, towards the end of this year, beginning of next year um, for the show and uh, and also just for for um, the content that I'm doing and stuff in general. So that's the hope. Uh, but yeah, that's how you can find me. Um, that's going to do it. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. And uh, yeah, this has been episode number 25 of season two for Legends Cast. And uh, yeah, hey, be sure to come back again and listen next week. Thanks for listening to Legends Cast. This episode was made possible by listeners like you. If you want to become a supporter of the show, visit patreon.com legendscast or leave a rating and review wherever it is that you listen to podcasts.